0: This is Relationship Truth Unfiltered, a podcast that ditches destructive traditions and delves into real biblical teaching about relationships. Welcome. I am Julie Sedanko here with one of Leslie's amazing coaches, Diana Bala. Diana is a licensed clinical counselor who knows personally and professionally the pain of destructive relationships. She has a very unique ability to take these experiences along with her clinical knowledge and combine them to powerfully coach other women. Diana is also a really great friend, so welcome. Thank you, Julie, that was a wonderful introduction. So in addition to Diana's personal clients, she leads some of Leslie's small group coaching programs, including Walking and Core Strength, which just opened. Now, I really think it's important for you to understand what this program is about and how it can really impact your life. So, Diana, what exactly is Walking in Core Strength about?
1: Walking in Core Strength is about growing in maturity. And we can't grow into maturity if we don't really know who we are. And I have met women who are in their 20s, 30s forties, fifties, sixties, and even seventies that are just confused and lost. And I think what it is, it's a call to regroup with some core foundational principles so that you can learn to rediscover or first discover what is most important to you, what is most valuable to you and how you want to live internally. Because Julie, I I find that so often we get so lost and so distracted and especially, and this isn't just a class for uh, relationships and it isn't just a class for destructive relationships, but often we have destructive people in our lives or we've picked up destructive patterns. And so we are trying to live for the external, whatever it is, for the approval uh, for the accolades, And we're not really living in accordance with who we're called to be and who we're meant to be. And along with that, we have developed ways of adapting to our world that seem to function for us, but underlying our belief systems and lies that we're walking in, that lies and fears that we're walking in, that we're making choices out of that are clearly not the
0: lenses God intended for us to walk. Can you give me some examples of lies that we might believe, maybe even unknowingly? It's
1: my job to make everyone in my home happy. It's my job to keep the peace. If I don't keep the peace, I won't be okay.
0: Those are just a few. Those are some pretty big ones though. Well, I mean, can you imagine living like that? You're always
1: anticipating and trying to meet everyone else's needs. Well, yeah,
0: I, I can definitely, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like I might need to sign up for this class because yeah, I, I can, you know, you, you, I think as a wife and a mother, your domain, I guess is the home or that's how we're taught. And so it's your responsibility. And if there is strife in the home, it's easy to believe that that's my fault.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. It's all my fault. So really what we're attacking are some of these four negative beliefs and lies that we formed from the time we were very young to make our world safe and to make it work. And we live our life out of those belief systems without even recognizing that they are truly dictating our choices. It just becomes a part of who you are and you don't know any different. And so this is foundational because you need to really take the time to sit and understand yourself. And it begins with what am I really thinking? What am I believing? And how is that affecting how I'm behaving? And when behaving, I mean what I'm choosing, hmm. right? Yeah. And so many of us are just on this treadmill of life. Um, this is a great opportunity to really sit And take a deeper dive and just to think through some of these things and to discover things that were hidden to you. We have one particular class that we do that is just on blind spots. And you need tools to, and you need tools, you need time, you need help and instruction to really kind of sift through and uncover the blind spots. And that's, you know, a part of that is really one of the steps of CORE is being open to wise others and the Holy Spirit. So we're sitting in a context of 15 other women along with the coach and we're opening ourselves up to wisdom the wisdom of the lord and the wisdom of others to speak into our life
0: as we do the work i think you bring up a really good point diana as far as that 15 people because all of these classes are limited to just 15 people so it makes it a much more close-knit experience where you get to know other people in this class you can give feedback and you can have a little bit more one-on-one time with the coach would you agree i would agree and it's a little bit different than our conquer community our conquer
1: community is a vast community of women who support one another indirectly and sometimes through meetups and things like that but conquer is pretty much self-directed whereas this is community uh, this is community growth um directed by a coach and um i needless to say uh the wonderful material that leslie has designed and developed out of her 30 years of counseling experience so this is pretty deep um impactful material but i will say it for women who are interested in doing this you have to engage it's not just a class where you just show up and you just interact because there's a lot of work that goes into this. There are, there are times of reflection where you're listening to the videos and you're working through your handouts and your homework. So you're actively trying to apply what you're learning.
0: So look, our goal is a transformative process. Give me an example, please, of some of the transformations that you've seen in some of your classes.
1: Women s- often step into the class with a lot of confusion, um, maybe even some dysregulation. And uh, if you want me to explain dysregulation, I can do I, that. I w-
0: you're, yeah, actually, I was just <laughs> thinking I needed to take some Pepto-Bismol or something. <laughs> what is... <laughs> <laughs> What is dysregulated? I had a, I had a meal this weekend. My sister said, stop and get some of that on your way home. <laughs> yeah, I'm dysregulated. What does yeah. that mean in the clinical sense? Well,
1: um, I think women sign up because they just know they need help. And they know they need something different. And they're often desperate for help and for change. And so I think a lot of time what I see are women who are confused lost hurting Um, Mm -hmm. and um, when i say dysregulated i just mean their entire heart mind and body and so dysregulation can be so many things it can be in the mind uh, a little bit of confusion i don't know what my next move should be i can't make sense out of my life Um, i don't know that i'm hearing things or seeing things clearly right down to your autonomic nervous system where you know I'm so dysregulated by um, by maybe the things that I'm facing in my life that I'm in anxiety mode all the time. My heart rate is accelerated, you know, anxious breathing, and uh, maybe living in that zone of of even fight or flight.
0: And like you said earlier, this doesn't necessarily have to do. It could have to do with your marriage, but it could also have to do with a lot of other things in your life. Can you talk about that for a minute?
1: Well. Yeah, and I'm smiling because our marriage polarizes everything. Um,
0: So most often it's
1: not just about our marriage. Most often it's all of the things that we've learned and adapted to from the time we were very young. So our marriage is just one of those relationships where we live out some of those patterns of behavior that we've learned to survive that are not really functional. Right? when i say we're learning to examine ourselves and the things that we have believed and we really kind of i kind of break it down to three different things i want to know what lies i'm believing i want to know what fears are operating and i also want to know what i'm telling myself that is not helpful i use the term not helpful um, because i can be telling myself something that's the truth and it, it might not be a lie and it might not be a fear, but it might not be helpful for me and me moving forward. Give me an example. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> um, my husband is never going to change. Oh wow, yeah. And that might be true, right? My husband is never going to change is telling yourself the truth. But if I just if I just stay stuck in that thought, where how does that how does that leave you feeling? very very depressed yes
0: hopeless and
1: so it is a lie right maybe we need to go back a little bit we can't say that he's never going to change okay but we
0: know based on 30 years of experience that he's not different right yeah if i'm going to vegas i'm not placing bets that he's going to change is what you're saying right
1: so we might tell ourselves the truth is he's not changing
0: the truth is he's
1: not changing. But it's not helpful for me to stay stuck in that. What that means for me is I have to come up with a belief or something that I'm going to tell myself that helps me to move forward. So what I might change to is my husband is not changing and I can find ways to move forward.
0: Give me an idea of of what one of those ways would be. Well, you're taking me right to the thought journal tool that we have. Okay, Um, let's do it. Well, you know,
1: okay, so let's walk it all the way through. I'm in a desperate situation. He's got an anger issue, right? He's got mm-hmm. an anger issue. It's leading me to um, fear, frustration, um, complete nervous system dysregulation where I can't function because when anger's on board and I'm in that mode, I can't think clearly or make decisions, right? And so the truth of the matter is, he's not changing, right? But if I stay stuck and my husband has an anger issue and he's not changing, I'm going to feel defeated. I'm not going to know how to move forward. So a part of what we're doing is learning to tell ourselves the truth, but tell ourselves some transforming truths that help us to move forward. Yes, he's not changing and he has an anger problem. But What does that mean for me? It means that I can choose to move forward. I can find ways to find safety. And so we talk about those things and we build on those tools. Like, what does it look like for you if he's not changing to do your work to turn inside? What are your choices and the things that you can control? Yeah, he's not changing. There's anger in
0: the home. How can you find safety for yourself and for your children? And what will that look like walking that out? I think that's so powerful, Diana, because it can feel like you are such a victim of his anger and have his choice to not change. And well, there's nothing I can do. And that's really the lie, isn't it? That there's nothing I can do.
1: I think we picked a good example. Yeah, that is the lie. The lie is that there's nothing I can do. I'm stuck and I'm going to feel this way forever, right? But I think I'm getting ahead of myself in in the core curriculum because down the road, we're gonna learn how to have boundaries. We're going to learn how to deal with that in a way so that you know. When I talk about boundaries, automatically we think, "Well, I'm going to put some boundaries around him. He's going to stop, you know, being angry with me." The first thing we're going yeah. to do, is we're going to tell ourselves the truth is that, yeah, he's not changing, but I can find ways to find safety. I can grow strong, and so what that looks like is we're going to develop some boundaries for safety for ourselves. And what does that look like? And in your situation, it might it might be that I can no longer share certain things with him because it will erupt into an argument. That might be one way in the situation right here and now that I can find to stay safe. But we're gonna look at how to have conversations um, with difficult, in difficult situations. We're gonna practice that. But we're gonna really first start with boundaries. And um, I'm not gonna to try to exercise boundaries on someone. But the first thing I'm going to do is exercise some boundaries on myself so that I can steward my own emotional and physical safety and well-being. And I don't know about you, but I could spend a lifetime just doing, dealing with boundaries that I need to enforce on myself rather than on someone else. Because if I have healthy boundaries around myself, what I will do, what I won't do, what I'll engage with and what I won't it doesn't necessitate me to ex- to exercise a boundary on someone else because I'm just stepping away from
0: that. Absolutely. I think that that is really the most powerful thing that one can get when it comes to the topic of boundaries. We get so mixed up that we think boundary is putting it on somebody else and that never, never, ever works. So, um, yeah, matter of fact, it usually has the opposite consequence, doesn't it? <laughs> Well, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to engage
1: in a conflict.
0: Yes. We can't tell other people what to do. I know I've heard recently in in one of the calls that they said, well, that was it. I put a boundary and I said, you can't ever call me that again. And that is the polar opposite of a boundary, isn't it? It is. We can't control other people. We could say, I won't, I won't be here. I'll be walking away. So the next time you call me that name, I will. And that's your boundary. It's for yourself. It, it requires creative thinking because, OK, now that I, I can't, you know, I
1: can't try to change that person. I mean, I think we know we can't, but we try anyways. Right. And that keeps us engaged in, in a no win situation. But then it requires you to think, like, what am I going to do? if this doesn't stop, what am I going to do? And then your next step is, well, it's not going to be victimhood. I have some choices here. Let's sit Mm -hmm. down and be creative with what I can do.
0: I think that's what I, I want those who are listening to this podcast to really understand and grasp and believe you do have a choice. Whatever your situation is, you have choices. You do have power and you don't have to be a victim.
1: You know, what you said is so powerful, Julie, because that is a mindset. The victim mindset, and, you know, we talk about, well, I I use the term dysregulation, but the victim mindset, think about it. It's not just a mindset. It's your whole body clenching down saying, I can't do anything. And when you recognize that you have choices and you're starting to tell yourself the truth, like a lot of us, you know, one of the greatest lies, I think, our population of women have is that I can just hope and trust that he will be different, that he can change and God will answer my prayers. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't answer our prayers because he always does. But often we're waiting for something that's not happening now and things are falling down around us, right? What does that mean if I'm going to stay stuck in a situation, if if it's a work situation or a family relationship? That's not working for me because I'm waiting for God to do something. Poor strength is really about learning who you are in Christ, what he's called you to be, and stepping into that. And one of the concepts that we use is the big circle concept. I love this. It's What it really means is that it's the big circle of me. And I usually draw, a, Leslie will describe it differently, but my way of describing it is drawing a circle on the page. And just writing on top of it, this is me. Mm -hmm. And then it's really just defining what are the values that are deep in my heart? What are the things God has called me to that stand out for me? Not everybody's designed differently with different gifts and different values, right? And so I get to be me. Like my values are kindness, my values are truth, honesty. And so it's a way for us to anchor into who we will be because, let's face it, destructiveness is pulling from all sides around us. And it gets very distorted in terms of how we will step and how we will walk. And so we spend a lot of time really trying to define that big circle so that you know when you're having thoughts and when you're having feelings, that are pulling you in another direction that aren't in line with the values that you want to live out in your life. You have an anchor to go to. This is who I am in this moment. You and I talked
0: about this when we were, when we were um, prepping for today, right? That's right. Yep. And, And I've even, honestly, I've used this big circle concept with my kids when they come home and they're just mad at their friends and, you know, one of them said to her friends, I don't want to be your friend anymore, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, whoa, 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 is that? Is that who you are? Is that the person that you are? Or maybe they're just acting out in a way that I know, isn't who they are. Right. And so I did. And it was it's something so simple, and yet so powerful, a child can understand. And they can visualize that circle and who they are, and use it and refer back to it as they're making decisions. Exactly so you know you i told you when we were when we were preparing and
1: and just talking with some ideas for today that you know one of my goals is that i want to be a safe person i Mm want to be a person that someone can trust so those two concepts in my big circle have really guided me so if i'm in a conversation with a group of friends or even my sisters and the conversation just starts getting degrading towards someone specifically someone who's not present it's been so easy for me to say this isn't who i want to be i want to be safe for that person that's not sitting here at the table for us Mm -hmm. so i'm not engaging in
0: this right and it's not something that you have to preach to them this isn't in my big circle or what you know it's just you just kind of take care of yourself right
1: it's like an aha moment you know it's the holy spirit speaking to your heart like diana diana you don't want, you don't have anything to say here, you know? Um, Yeah. And you know what, Julie, those two principles for me have been really amazing because I've lived those out and tried to walk in those. And I've watched how I've been able to influence other people and how they do or don't engage.
0: And I think too, you also realize when you've blown it, because you can point to that circle and say, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't true to that core belief of who I am and it's not a, a berating of yourself but it is a learning moment I just I really love the the big circle I think it's a powerful tool well in my big circle um, there are I actually have it in
1: a journal next to me here but there are I mean because you know I've been doing this class for several years now right And so it's really evolved and some of those qualities in my big circle are not qualities that I that I possess. I mean, one of them was organization, but it's in my big circle because I want to be organized so that I can be clear minded and know where God is directing me. And so that's a goal that I'm moving towards. That's why I say it, it can be transformative. Some of it is just some of those 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 words that you put in your big circle just really describe who you are. Like I would describe you as outgoing, honest, um, What's one quality about you that I really love, Julie?
0: Um, It's that you're matter of fact. You say what you think. I love that about you. It's so funny. I I was chosen back in my college days to speak in our senior chapel. And I had a friend, a very close friend, get up and introduce me. And she said, you know, when I first met Julie, I just thought, well, she's really blunt and outspoken. (laughs) And I had to say, well, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't like those words. I think it can be a ne- it can be a negative, but it can also be a positive. It just depends on how you use that trait, right?
1: I well, that's why I chose matter of fact. Mm. You know, and you're truthful. I mean, let's be real. You're truthful. You're matter of fact. I I don't experience that as being blunt or outspoken cuz outspoken okay. communicates to me that you speak too much. I would much rather ha- have someone who speaks point blank to me, so I know where we're at and I appreciate
0: Mm -hmm. that. Wow, so good, thank you. And see, this is what you get in a coaching experience with Diana Ballet. (laughs) And it's (laughs) one of the things that I love so much about this program, because there is that time for her to speak into your life and your specific situation so that you can learn how to apply some of these concepts in in a more powerful way in your life feeling inspired by the wisdom you've been soaking up today if you're nodding along and thinking yes i want more of that then you're gonna love what we have for you walking in core strength is the ultimate program for women like you ready to break free from destructive relationship patterns led by leslie vernick's team of phenomenal coaches this isn't just another class it's a game changer for your life so if you're sick of being stuck and are ready to step into your true potential, head over to LeslieVernick.com forward slash strength and sign up now. Diana, you're such an incredible coach and you've been doing this for so long. But Leslie has five different coaches. And we had such a great time last November. We all got to get together, everybody, and uh, get to know one another in in person. And it was so much fun because We just spent time together and at the end of our weekend, it was like, we spent this time affirming one another and all the differences in our personalities. We also went over our various personality types. And so I think it's so powerful for those who are considering walking and core strength to understand maybe some of the different, whether it's personality types or coaching styles that different ones might bring to the walking and core strength program. Can you speak to that a little bit, whether you want to talk about what you bring to it or if you want to talk about some of the other coaches? We've got time. They're not here to defend themselves.
1: (laughs) Um, Jen has an extensive experience um, in business and coaching, which I love, you know, Mm -hmm. the variation there because she brings some expertise there operationally as well. And I love her perspective. Um, She's bubbly and lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. and she's very insightful. And of course, Leanne is an excellent facilitator. And she's um, she's very uh, poised with her words uh-huh. and her encouragement. She takes, I, I think, more of a spiritually encouraging tone. Very much. Yeah. And then we have Coach Elise, who I, I think is kind of a little bit more similar to me. And maybe that's just because we're close friends. <laughs> I don't know. She's wonderful. But yeah, she's, she's deeply thoughtful. Um, she asks really great questions. And I'm hearing the same thing of Coach Susan. She asks some deep questions. Susan is probably the quietest out of all of us. She's very thoughtful in her mm-hmm. words and thoughtful in her intentions. And then there's me. And then there's you. I don't know how to describe it. I, I think I'm serious. I, I, I don't, I'm, I am told, I'll tell you what I'm told. I'm told that I have a soft and a safe personality tone to whatever it is that I
0: do. You do have a soft and a safe tone. It's one of the things I love about you is I can literally say just about anything and not shock you. That's <laughs> true. You, you, can, you can be very real with Diana and your situation. And it's not going to shock her or surprise her. And there will be valuable advice and wisdom that comes out of her mouth for your situation. You've been that way for me. And I know you've been that way for your clients. And I would just love for you to share maybe one or even two examples of stories, people that have been in your class and the growth that you've seen in them. I don't tell stories
1: about people that have been in my class because it's a confidential and safe environment. But I will tell you generally what I see anonymously. <laughs> I'll tell you generally what I see. I mean, I hear from these ladies that they feel very safe. Um, one of the biggest things that they say is they're not alone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I get, I get, I get a lot of because we ask for feedback every class, right? Um, and then some ladies will email me as well, but it's just, you know, Diana, it's so helpful. What I'm learning is life changing for me. I'm in a different place now. I'm so grateful to be a part of this. And the the other thing is, you know, we've got 15 ladies in the room mm-hmm. and it's just not the wisdom of one who's who's leading the group. I mean, these other women bring so much insight, so many ideas. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm taking notes because they're give generating new ideas, new thoughts, things to implement into their lives. And so we all learn from one another as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have said, and I will say again and again, week one is very, very different from week six. People are different. They are changed. And in many cases, um, it is one of our shortest group coaching classes, so because we have E2C, which is the twelve week, right?
0: E2C um, meaning empowered, empowered to change for those who right. don't know. Right.
1: Thank you. Yeah. And um, so I think it's it's a it's a great way to get those core foundational principles, so you can begin to think with clarity and then learn what is your next step. How many ladies, while they're in the core class? decide that they have some particular issues or things that they want to think through and they want to work on individually. So some ladies will do that as well. They'll do individual coaching. But I think it's the best way to step in and to learn about yourself and in a thoughtful and provocative way so that you can then when, you, when you're on the outset of week six, what is my next step? because you're walking differently and you're walking, you're walking in a path that you now have constructed rather than following the voices that are external to you. Or, you know, Julie, a lot, a, a lot of your patterns of behavior, even your nervous system, is patterned from the time you're very little. So if we don't take time to think that through, we, we are not consciously, uh, choosing our path. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it does. It really does. Because um, it is so easy to really just go along in life and not be making choices and just letting life happen. Yeah. yeah. We're
1: going to ask some deep questions and, and help each
0: each participant like think through what is it for them. I probably should have asked this in the beginning. The class is called Walking in Core Strength. Can you just describe what stands for are you going through each of these steps in this coaching class
1: we do we go through um so i'll just give an overview real quickly or not quickly um <laughs> c is being committed to the truth and this you know this is my favorite step because i'm t- still doing it you know i'm still trying to tell myself the truth because i lie to myself all the time it's a part of my fallen nature um right. so It's just committed to the truth inside and out. And boy, Julie, I'll tell you, boy, the ways in which I pretend and I'm not even honest with myself, um, you know, and so we're going to unravel that. So that's the C-step. We take one week for that and then we step into O, which is being open to the Holy Spirit and wise others. What does it mean to take in information and how do I take in information wisely? And I don't know about you, but sometimes we just take in information. In fact, I was just praying that today on my way home from church. I'm like, God, you know, I was telling God. I take in a lot of information, God, from other people. And I was listening to a podcast on my way home. But God, do I go to you first, right? So we're just going to learn how to take in wise information. And we have so much going on in our hearts and in our minds that is false information, Right. And even the things that we believe about ourselves often are things that have been told to us by other people that we just believe. And so hopefully we're going to root some of that stuff out and get to a deeper place where we're just grabbing a hold of more truth for ourselves. And then we're going to do we're going to take two weeks on the last two steps, the R step and the E step. And that's where we'll get into boundaries and and difficult conversations and really kind of looking a little bit deeper at blind spots and things like that but the r step is being responsible for myself and respectful toward others without dishonoring myself so being responsible for ourselves is a big big deal right oh yeah it's such a practical practical step it says for myself but i like to we were talking to you and i were talking about this responsible to myself Yes. In a way that I can steward myself, you know. I mean, because we're so responsible for everyone else in our life, or maybe responsible to them, but we leave ourselves in the lurch. I always tell people, like, I love the analogy of the of the of the bus. My dad was a bus driver, you know. And I say, when I was a kid, we used to ride with him and they used to have the the signs up on the bus that say where they were going. And my dad was the bus driver, he would chart the course. But I tell our ladies that. You are in the driver's seat, right? And all those voices that are calling to you, they get to have a spot on the bus, but they don't get to chart the course. We want Hmm. you to be responsible to yourself. And that's that big circle concept that we're developing. Who are you? You have to know who you are in the course of your life because all those other even your thoughts, even your feelings and all those other people external to you want to have a say so and they can. But they don't get to sit in the driver's seat and if you don't do this work that's like you letting all the voices in the driver's seat and you're just running yourself over with the bus because you don't get to have a self yeah Yeah. anyways i like that this worked for me that's a great that's a great visual i love that and then we get to e which is the big word right we want Mm -hmm. to have empathy uh, empathy for others so we want to because Because sometimes I think it's really easy to get angry and not have empathy and understanding. Well, especially when
0: someone's abusing you.
1: There's a place for anger. Always. We just don't want to act out of it. So by the time we get to E, you really, you really know where your thoughts and your feelings belong. And if you're walking in your big circle self, you're not going to act out in that anger. You're going to anchor in who you want to be but you're going to feel that anger and you're going to let it inform you, but you're going to have empathy for where someone else is at and -hmm. what their struggle is, but it's empathy without enabling. And that's a huge piece because I can understand why someone is the way they are. And I can understand that maybe they're not going to be any different in their relationship with me, but, that doesn't mean that i enable and Mm -hmm. so that's that's the piece where you know i've i'm learning to respect myself i'm no longer going to enable this in other words i'm no longer going to be the victim of your poor choices or really Mm -hmm. the consequences of your behavior to me and so it takes a bit to flesh that out with you know in your life in your particular situation and i think to adjust your heart attitude in the right way, because we want to have a Christ-like heart. Um, and for me, I think this is the, I think that's the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Is what does it look like to have empathy for somebody when I just don't really like who they
0: are? It's easy to get stuck in, well, he was abused as a child or, you know, a, a horrible story maybe your husband or somebody has that's in your life. And because they have a horrible story does that mean that we then give them a free reign to act however they want because of their history? And are we doing them any favors by giving them free reign? And the answer is no. I mean, by establishing these boundaries and everything, aren't we really doing them a favor? We Well, that's, that's, we're called to love well,
1: and that's what love looks like. Um, love isn't enabling someone to sin against us or to sin further against others, you know, and I know you use the the context of, of a spouse, but I remember, I remember a guy I worked with, um, had, was a small company and, um, he was a horrible narcissist. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: And I had a lot of empathy for what he had to go through in his life. But I could not enable him to keep running roughshod all over my boundaries right it just was creating chaos for me in my life um, because he had no boundaries and thought he came first and you know, at a time when I had small children it is um, way too costly for us to empathize with anyone or anything that we allow in that's destructive to us after all It is our one precious life. So, yeah, I mean, coming full circle, this is really kind of a wake up call. I love the opportunity to really reflect in these ways of how am I stepping into core in my life because it is my one precious life. And I don't know about you, but I get really busy and really
0: distracted unless I take time to do this work. So Diana, I know we've talked a lot about walking in core strength. Is there anything else that you would want to add to let this person know who's listening right now, what she can gain from this coaching experience? Wow, there's so much to be gained,
1: but I will tell you, it's up to, it's up to you what you want to gain from this. I would encourage if you're If you're wondering if this is for you and you're thinking it's time for you to take some time to do something for yourself, uh, do it wholeheartedly with tremendous intention and be very disciplined about spending, setting the time aside and showing up and being there with your other 14 participants, because these ladies, they really do feel one another. And we really do know one another and see one another. I don't know how else to express this, but it's like you said when we were together and when you were talking about the retreat that we had, right? And all of us were together, there was some deep Christian fellowship there that you don't experience on a regular basis. And I feel like there are many moments in these groups where we experience heartfelt oneness and unity and support. And I don't believe we get much of that. I don't know about your experience, but um, I don't think our churches or even our lives are designed for that. But that's how we should be walking, to build one another up. And I think that what we have created here
0: is a little piece of work. Do you want to pray for those who are listening and considering this and you know even I know it it's an investment um that God would provide the finances for those who need it to be a part I would love to So Father we just come before you and I
1: always like to just take a moment just to settle in Lord and just to invite ourselves into your presence knowing that you are here that you Lord have given us your spirit and you are guiding us and so along with that I pray for our listeners today that if you've placed a desire in their heart for something more Lord that that voice that you give us that um, lights us up that says yeah I, I need I need this Lord I need to um, to consider this opportunity I pray that you would open up that path that you would create the space and the finances and the mindset and even the time lord um, whether where there would be an opportunity to just sit with no distractions and join in on the group to do the homework and father i pray for that one woman that feels so alone that you would let her know lord that sh- that we care and that she's not alone and that she is a part of a community of women who really do get it and really do understand. And so, Father, we just thank you for all these things in
0: Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Diana. Absolutely. It's been a joy to be here with you. Thank you for tuning in today. We've covered some incredible insights, and I hope you're feeling inspired to take action in your life. If you're ready to dive deeper into personal growth and break free from those limiting beliefs, then walking in core strength is your next step. Don't let another day go by feeling stuck or overwhelmed. Head over to leslievernick.com forward slash strength and sign up for walking in core strength today. It's time to reclaim your power and embark on a journey of faith and transformation. Until next time. May God bless all of your relationships with him, with yourself, and with others.